dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sir, he did. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. You're listening to The One Pridecast. Welcome to episode 13 of The One Pridecast. I'm Tori Petri from DetroitLions.com and your host for this official Lions podcast. It is an exciting week of football here in Detroit as the Lions host the New York Giants for a week of joint practices and then they host their home opener for the preseason Friday night at Ford Field against the Giants. It's going to be a good week, guys. These joint practices are so much fun, and I'm looking forward to seeing all the fans that come out for these practices because they are by far one of my favorite parts of training camp. In the spirit of having so much exciting football happening in Detroit this week, we're kind of going to keep this week's conversation very football-focused and talk about uh, what exactly we learned from the first preseason game in Oakland on Friday and then what to expect from this week of joint practices. So the first interview that you will hear today is from Lions legend and current Lions analyst, Chris Spielman. He joins me to kind of break down everything that he saw uh, watching that game for television on Friday, everything that uh, stood out to him, who he felt like had a great game, who he feels like needs to improve, uh, and he breaks that down for all of us. It's a really great conversation. And then you'll also get to hear from Mike O'Hara from DetroitLions.com, and he sits down with me to really kind of preview what to expect from these joint practices. As of the release of this podcast, the joint practices will just be starting to get going on Tuesday. And they have three days of those ahead of that first preseason game on Friday. So there is plenty to watch for. And Mike O'Hara helps us kind of narrow in on what to focus on this week during those joint practices and what we should expect uh, out of Friday's game as well. So without further ado, I will let you get to these conversations with both of these gentlemen. Enjoy. Become a Lions season ticket member today and gain access to the most favorable seating locations at Ford Field. Exclusive member events discounts on Lions merchandise, and personalized account service. Secure your seats today. Call 313-262-2222 or visit DetroitLions.com for more information. Catching up with Chris Spielman, Lions legend and Lions analyst for the preseason games. We called the game in Oakland on Friday night. Chris, how's it going? Going well. How are you? I'm doing well. It's uh, good to have you on the phone here. We saw each other uh, in Oakland this past week, uh, caught up there, got to got to call that game. Uh, what stood out to you from that first preseason game? What do you think we learned about the Lions from that game? Well, I think uh, they're selling in on a backup quarterback. And right now, Matt Castle, at least that's speculation. Now, obviously, there's still some competition, but I thought it was telling. I don't know. If you did, Tori, yeah. not that with, there were two minutes to go, Matt Castle replaced Jake Rudolph to try to win the ball game in the last series of the game. Uh, I thought that was, uh, I thought Matt Castle played pretty well. Um, I gave some thoughts on Twitter on uh, rookies that stood out to me. Four of them stood out just off the game itself was Carrion Johnson. Uh, the thing I liked about Carrion was that he was able to make people miss in space. I thought the offensive line played pretty darn good as a whole. Just uh, running the football, I thought they were better. Frank Ragnow, the rookie, number one draft pick, I thought was really solid for his first game out. Sean Hand, fourth-round pick out of Alabama, I thought stood out. And uh, Brandon Powell uh, made, a, made a difference in that ball game, and I thought he played well. Uh, things that maybe needed work on was there were some breakdowns in coverage, and I thought our run defense in the front seven was all over the place very scattered and certainly not consistent enough and certainly what I don't think Matt Patricia would be excited about 
I thought it was interesting you mentioned that tweet uh, that you posted about those rookies. You said that your first game was disastrous. Uh, how much can you take away from, yeah. from a rookie having a good first game? I mean, we see how your career turned out. It turned all, out all yeah. right, but these guys actually you know, went out there and you felt like they had a good game. I wish it was disastrous. It was more atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> I would take disastrous over the way I played any day. Uh, I think it's a good sign, you know. I, I really do. I, I just my experience was that I tried to do everything, and by trying to do everything, I did nothing, and so it was just awful. Sure. But I think when you look at uh, at, at Frank, uh, you and I were talking, and I know you were out there all week, and you were at practice. Coach Patricia told us that you know he struggled early in the week, but he continued to get better. And I thought he played really well. Had a really actually a pretty good block on the uh, on the touchdown run by Amir Abdullah by sustaining his block. His pass protection I thought was really solid. He recognized stunts by the opposing defensive line was able to come off, and it was just a solid performance. Um, carry on. You, you never know with running backs, right? Because there's not a lot of tackling that goes on in, in training camp practices for obvious reasons because you don't want to get any of those guys hurt. Sure. But we made note of it during the broadcast, Tori. Uh, every time a guy would come low, he has a way of kind of almost doing like a small hurdle or a small jump to get his legs out of the way. And if he doesn't break that tackle, he'll usually, if he gets tripped up, he'll stumble forward for another two yards. Yeah. So I think he has a real knack. I think he has good vision and patience, and he has that extra gear. I mean, even though that 157-yard run didn't count because it was called back on the holding call, I mean, I think that even just seeing the way he uh, went through that run was encouraging. Yeah, well, yeah. well I think there's patience. You know, I think a lot of times when you get rookies that come into the league, especially running backs, the one thing they don't have is patience. And I think what you saw with carry-on was, was good patience and vision and change of direction and all the things you want to see. You know, Nobody's going to anoint him Barry Sanders right now, but I do think that he's uh, proved uh, to a lot of people that he certainly has the the ability uh, to be an effective runner. Uh, and again, my judgment on that is based off, there's so many times in a game, especially in the NFL, that there's, there's an on-block player within that proverbial box, right? And you have to make that on block player miss and I think he has the ability to make that guy miss the on block player I thought yeah. he did it uh, Saturday night and did it well and did it consistently yeah and, and good hands out of the backfield yeah and on the topic of of running backs uh, Amir Abdullah you mentioned that touchdown that he made I thought he showed some good flashes I mean he is certainly playing for uh, a, a spot on this roster in a very crowded running back room this year well I think Amir has a lot to offer and look he's playing for a spot on this roster or, or maybe he's playing on a spot for another team's roster. Uh, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. We don't know. We don't know sure. what, what Matt's breakdown in running backs are going to be. We'll assume that LeGarrette Bont is going to be there. We'll assume that Carrion Johnson is going to be there. We'll assume, I hope, that Theo Riddick's going to be there right. because of what he can bring on third down. Then are you going to keep four running backs, or are you going to keep Nick Ballore as a fullback, or what are you going to do with Dwayne Washington? What are you going to do with Zach Center? You already have a punt returner in Jamal Agnew. I don't think they're going to take him off a of punt returns. So I don't know what the plan is for Amir Abdullah. The one thing is that he got a chance to play. He looks healthy, and I thought he was effective. Yeah. 
Now, on the other side of the ball, you talked about uh, that defense and how you felt like uh, the pass rush was lacking a little bit, as was the run defense, especially early on. How concerned should fans be overseeing that in the first preseason game? Uh, I, I'm not like overly concerned about it. Now, you and I will be there Friday night against the New York <laughs> Giants, right? And we're going to see Saquon Barkley. I just think the guys were sticking on blocks a little bit uh, too much. And, and uh, remember during the broadcast, uh, Tori, I kept kind of mentioning about a contained player. And a contained right. player, there's always somebody in every defense, no matter what defense is called, that makes sure that ball doesn't get outside of them. And how many times did we see, I, th- I think off the top of my head, at the minimum three, maximum of five, where the ball broke contained. That means the ball got outside the furthest most defender. Right. And that should never happen. And some of the inside running, some of the guys are not taken care of. You know, usually in any defense, uh, one player is responsible for one gap. In certain cases, one player is responsible for two gaps. But it just wasn't, there wasn't a good fit up front. The front seven wasn't working together. And I think the Raiders did a pretty good job of, quite frankly, uh, blocking us. So that being said, there were still some pretty good individual performances up there, at least in a real game-time speed. Anthony Zettel uh, did pretty darn well. Sure. And uh, like I said, I thought Deshaun Hand did some nice things for his first game. Yeah, well, there's been so much hype over Matt Patricia's defense and what it's going to look like and, and how it could change week mm-hmm. to week. Uh, you know, how much can we take away from uh, from that first preseason game of what you're going to get in a Matt Patricia defense? Um, you can take away that it's got to get better. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's fair. That's not good enough. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's – and, I, you know, I, I'm, I don't know. I mean, you're obviously there every day. Did he address any of that concern, or did he say anything about the run defense or the front seven or – yeah, I mean, he's, he certainly said that he, he feels like that they needed to get better off of that first game and, yeah. uh, you know, mentioned a couple guys with good individual performances. Deshaun Hand was, was one of those guys that he was asked about, and he uh, had good good uh, things to say about how Deshaun Hand did in that first game. So, you know, he's he's mentioned yeah, a few sure. things, but as, as any – first-year head coach or really any head coach in the league would say you ask them about a, a first preseason game that doesn't go well he just says that they've got to go back to the drawing board and get better and and they have a chance yeah. to do that this week against the Giants because they have a whole nother week of joint practices so that should be interesting to watch I think uh, he he's very fair in his assessment very honest in his assessment obviously we're, you know you know I've been around this long enough every coach is oh we got to get better we got to get back to fundamentals <laughs> yeah, you know we get it, you know. Everybody gets right. it, but uh, I am looking for marked improvement, at least from the run defense, and, and I think uh, that's that's fair by uh, by Matt's comments. So uh, I'm I'm hoping to see that, and maybe the starters will play a little bit longer. So we'll see how that goes. Well, and they if the starters do play on both on both teams, you know, Saquon Barkley is a good test as well, and and they'll get to see that in practice all week. Yeah, I think that, and you know, hopefully uh, for our fans, and even if you know, maybe it's a series or two. But boy, how how would you love to see? Uh, I'd love to see Slay and uh, Beckham Jr. Right. And Beckham Jr. I'd love to see those two go at it. Oh yeah, man to man. Because I, you know, the one thing about Darius is that, the, and what I love about all corners, the great ones are, are competitors, right? They want to play against the Odell Beckham, the Julio Jones. 
Uh, they want to go against those guys, A.J. Green or Stephon Diggs, whatever. They they want to go against those guys, and what better way to do it than Friday night <laughs> in Detroit? That would be awesome. So hopefully those guys will play play a little bit longer, and, and we'll see where we are. Well, I know Slay is one of those guys that just loves to go up against top competition, and even if it doesn't happen on Friday night, I think it's a fair bet that it'll happen in practice at some point uh, in one-on-ones and, yeah. and whatnot in these joint practices. And, you know, Chris, I, I was telling you guys about this, just about how lively the Raiders fans were and how much fun it was watching those practices with the Raiders fans, you know, cheering for good things that the Raiders did. Of course, uh, we were out in Raiders territory, and now the Lions are yeah. hosting. So, you know, could be a good good chance for uh, fans to show out and, and see some uh, fun practices. I love the joint practices. They're probably my favorite yeah, part well, of training camp well i just think yeah and it's, it's it's a great evaluation time for for coaches and it's it's really teams do and i hope they do this i mean i saw there was a scrimmage or something with the um jets and redskins i don't know if you copied yeah. on twitter or anything or on uh whatever highlight show you watch but uh i i think it's it's it benefits both teams as long as both teams play smart it gets in it's a highly competitive situation you're being evaluated and it's a lot like the senior bowl with the practices for these guys that are trying to make the team and for the starters who are trying to get better and and get ready for the season when they go up against top-notch competition and so that's why uh, they're fun to watch and they get highly competitive and if i were a coach i would say look and i think both coaches would be wise and I don't know if Gruden and, and Matt did this in Oakland, but both coaches would be uh, wise to almost address both teams together and say, we want to get after it, we want to play hard, we want to play clean, and we want to make sure at, uh, to limit any possibility of anybody getting injured because of stupidity or trying to prove a point. Let's practice smart, and, I, and I'm sure both teams will do that because I do think it's beneficial for both sides. Sure. Well, it should be a fun week, and we are looking forward to having you back in town to call that game on Friday. We'll see you then. All right, thanks, Dory. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Are you ready for it? Taylor Swift brings her reputation stadium tour with special guests Camila Cabello and Charlie XCX to Ford Field on Tuesday, August 28th. Tickets are available online at Ticketmaster.com or by phone at 800-745-3000. Picking up right where Chris and I left off, joining me now is Mike O'Hara from DetroitLions.com. Mike, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Who canceled? well we always love having you on uh you and tim both have uh helped us out with the podcast before and chris and i kind of talked about what happened in friday's game uh and mentioned a little bit about practice coming up with the giants here this week so i wanted to talk to you about kind of what to expect from those practices we got to see them in oakland last week uh what can we expect here in allen park this week well everyone's a little bit different and part of it is whether you're on the road or at home and part of it is the opponent you're facing. Obviously, last week it's the Raiders, you know, and the Mystique and all that, and John Gruden. And this week it's the New York Giants with Eli Manning. They've got a, you know, a couple of fairly recent Super Bowls, and then players like Odell Beckham Jr. and and Barkley, the rookie running back. And so I think a lot of people want to know is, you know, how does Odell Beckham OBJ? How does he match up with Darius Slay? Uh, the running back matchup, maybe you know, with with Carryon Johnson and and Saquon Barkley, just it's just a different dynamic from no matter who you play and who you practice against. It's always it always changes. Sure. What do you, what do you think the Lions got out of that week last week in Oakland? Well, 
I think they got probably more out of the practices than they did out of the games in terms of just pure work because it's, you know, it's scripted plays and all that in, in practice. And, and it's, I mean, you get a chance to get, I should say, get a chance more more intense individual work. But, you know, there's nothing like the games either. I think there's an old analogy in, in football. I don't know if it still holds true. And I think this might be the value of, of the combined practices. But they say, or used to say anyway, you can find out in practice who can't play, you find out in games who can play. Mm. In other words, you weed people out in practice, and then from there on, you keep culling the herd, so to speak, until sure. you finally get your thoroughbreds. Sure. I think something that uh, stuck out to me from that practice last week is just how physical it was. We've had these joint practices the last three years. We had the Steelers a couple years ago and then the Colts last year. This was the first time that they've had live tackling. Of course, that wasn't really something that Jim Caldwell did, and it's something that Matt Patricia does do. Uh, But seeing that live tackling and and some of that more physical work up against the Raiders I thought was really interesting compared to the past uh, experiences with those joint practices in recent years. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I thought the tempo was a little – first of all, the practice tempo has been – much much uh, much higher much greater here and then it carried over into the into the sure. into the live practices and we'll see what it's like with the giants too like i said they're all the same i think as you get the further you get into training camp and getting near the end of training camp you, you're starting to polish up and sharpen up for the regular season but then again when you get to the games uh, and you saw this tory the other side uh, there's no holding back then it's it's it, there's, there's even a helmet the helmet hit or whatever they wanted to call it and so it's you protect yourself at all times and even in, in Oakland, the fan experience I thought was interesting because you had uh, kind of a more intimate setting at their training camp. The fans were very close to the field, uh, and they were really into it. And it was just season ticket members. It wasn't the general public uh, that was there at those practices, but they were really into it. So I'm interested to see how Lions fans will react now that they're hosting another team. Well, there's nothing like the Raiders. They're different. <laughs> and, you know, I, I thought there'd be the guys with the shields and the helmets and their faces painted silver and black and all that. I was a little disappointed they didn't, you know, relocate the, the what they call the black hole to their to their training camp. <laughs> right. The Giants a little more a little more genteel and they always have been. You know, it's an old line franchise. I think they still wear their beaver coats to to the games <laughs> on Sunday, but it, it, it's different too. They're the blue bloods. The Giants are. Yeah, but I think it's just interesting. This will be the first time in a long time the Lions have actually had somebody else at their facility practicing with, um, at least the first time since I've ever been here. Um, I'm sure you can speak to that uh, much better than I can since you've been around a little bit longer. You just want to know if I can remember, right? Well, in 1985, I know this, they brought in the Philadelphia Eagles with Buddy Ryan. Now, you know the legend of Buddy Ryan. I mean, this holy heck, it really was. But the coolest part of that whole thing was that right in the middle, I think it was three or four days, right in the middle of it, and that's when the USFL was folding, coming up the hill at Old Oakland University where they used to practice, is this giant, I'm not kidding, it was like a, who is this monster man? <laughs> it was Reggie White, and he was playing for the, uh, Mem- I think the uh, Memphis, was it the Memphis Southman I think he played for, of the, of the old United States Football League. The league was disbanding, and he was there to sign his contract with the Philadelphia Eagles. And you see, I mean, you see this kid really <laughs> just coming at it. He's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you know what? He was as big on the playing field for however long as he played as he was that day just looking at it. It was really an as you can tell, an unforgettable experience. I love Michael Harris stories. I'm glad we dug one up there. Well, you have to dig far because there's not much up there. <laughs> we call that minimum till uh, in farming. Well, I guess I am correct in assessing that it's been a long time since the Lions have practiced at their own training camp with another team. And, and I think that'll be a really cool experience both for fans and for the Lions because you kind of I think in these joint practices you do work with the other coach to uh, create a practice schedule, but it tends to kind of 
tend towards whoever's hosting it. You kind of play their practice schedule. Uh, so it should be interesting to see the Giants kind of adapting to, to what Matt Patricia does well, here. Well, it really is, but sometimes it gets down to man-on-man competition. You might get beat or you might get leg-whipped accidentally or something like that. It's, hey, Coach, heck with you. I'm hitting him back. <laughs> no one's protecting him this time. It's my turn to, turn to get even. But I think it's good that nothing got out of hand. There was one little skirmish, I guess, you know, and I think I think the fans were into it more than the players in the oh, yeah. last week with the Raiders. But look at my heart of hearts, well, I'd like to see an all-out brawl, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but that's that's really counterproductive to what you're trying to get accomplished on the field. Yeah, and those one-on-ones, you mentioned that kind of at the very beginning. Those one-on-ones are going to be fun. I think Darius Slay and OBJ will be one to watch for. Oh, absolutely. You know, the last time they played was last uh, last year on, on sec- at the second game of the season. I don't yeah. think either guy was really at, at full strength, so it didn't really, you know, OBJ was hurt a little bit, and I think right. Darius kind of went out early, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it was the year before on that part of it. But we did, they really didn't get the mano a mano. I think we'll see it, at least in some flashes of it this week. Yeah, I definitely am looking forward to that, and and I think that uh, you know we we Chris and I talked about that uh, first preseason game and how the run defense needed to be better from that first preseason game and how they'll get a test this week, both in practice and in the game with Saquon Barkley, depending on how much he plays in the game. Yeah, I was a little disappointed that they kind of gave up the edge, mostly in the second half. Do not look, it started with a 60-yard touchdown run called back <laughs> by Marshawn Lynch. It might look, it might have been called back, okay, but nobody's going to forget it. Right. I remember looking at, just across the field at Matt Patricia, and he had his hands on his hips. I'm not a mind reader, but I think I am. A, I can read body language. He did not look happy about that. But you know, they kind of settled down. But then late in the game, I thought they gave up gave up the edge a little bit too much. When we're watching these joint practices, what are some of the players you think that we should keep an eye on uh, that might be you know players to watch in Friday's game? You know, for fans who are coming out to these practices, and you know, Slay OBJ, that's an obvious one to look for. Saquon Barkley, that's an obvious one to look for. Uh, you know, what can we kind of look for when we're watching these joint practices? Well, obviously, Eli Lanning, Eli Manning. Let's let's watch for Eli Lanning. No, let's watch for Eli Manning. I just want to see how he operates. You know, we really haven't had a chance to watch him up up close. I've seen him in games, covered a couple of Super Bowls, but it'd be, be fun just to study him. That whole Manning family, they just seem to do everything right. Uh, I'm, but I'm really more interested in the Lions side. You know, you know like Hakeem Valles, he pronounced his name for us today. It's pronounced Valles, not Vales or Vales or anything <laughs> like that. I want to see him, if he can stack together, you know, a good week of practice and then some playing time Friday night against the Giants. Because to me, yeah, that, that whole tight end uh, group tour is really fascinating. I don't think there's a lead dog. I don't think there's a, there's like, Four guys who are number two or number three, wanting to emerge and become, you know, become at least a solid number two or the number one guy in that unit. And I think he's got a chance to do that. It wasn't just the two passes he caught, but I thought he ran, ran routes pretty well. And we'll see if a kid like that can really, you know, take himself another step. Sure. Well, there's certainly going to be a lot to watch for this week. It should be a fun one. New York media in town. There, the. Allen Park facility will be a buzz with two teams practicing here and uh, so many media members. It'll be a good one. Yeah, it really will. I'm sure the guys from New York will want to tell us how everything is going. <laughs> you know what I mean, because as you know, they never sleep. Of course, of course. Well, thank you so much, Mike O'Hara, for joining us. Uh, we appreciate your insight on the podcast always. All right, thanks for having me. The first 20,000 fans to arrive at Ford Field for the Lions' home preseason game against the Giants will receive a 2018 Canvas player photo courtesy of Southeast Michigan Ford dealers. Single game, preseason, and regular season tickets are on sale now at DetroitLions.com. 
All right, guys, that does it for episode 13 of the One Pridecast. I hope you enjoyed those conversations with Chris Spielman as well as Mike O'Hara there, the duo, the makeup, the three and out show. Uh, so hopefully you enjoyed getting their insight uh, both separately uh, on that preseason game as well as previewing the joint practices coming up this week with the Giants. I'm very much so looking forward to it. It should be a fun week. I'm excited to see uh, how Lions fans react to hosting one of these joint practices in their own backyard. Before we go, though, I got to give you guys the trivia question. As always, in theme with today's episode, we're going to go with the trivia question on Chris Spielman since he was our guest. Tell me how many Pro Bowls Chris Spielman made during his playing days. Uh, you can tweet that answer to at Lions and you could win an autographed prize. Thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, we will see you back here next week. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks.